What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my Splash Bro, and my co-host, Zach. Before we get into Warriors talk, I do want to talk NFL playoffs, NFL wildcard was here. So, my guy, Zach, I mean, was there any surprises that you saw the past couple of days in the playoffs? Uh, I didn't see any surprises, to be honest with you. I didn't see any surprises. But, I mean, the 49ers, that wasn't a surprise because, you know, the uh, definition of the Dallas Cowboys franchise in the last 20 years in the postseason has not been too – What's the word? Remarkable. Too kind to them? Too kind to them. Yeah, there's not too many W's they have up there. I mean, the only W's that really stick out to me are when they beat my beloved Detroit Lions in 2014, but, you know, the refs bailed them out there, so we're not going to go into that. Um, but And they didn't get 14 penalties against them today. And they had 14 penalties today. So, I mean, props to Jimmy G, who almost threw away – who tried to throw away the game but still got – Still got the job done. Jimmy, legendary Garoppolo. That's him. Um, I mean, the Bills really laid the hammer on the Patriots. That was, that was amusing to watch. I mean, when it, America wins when the Patriots, Cowboys, and Alabama lose. I'm just saying that. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, You're not wrong. But I need a Bills-Packers Super Bowl. That's what I want. So hopefully that happens. I honestly see that happening too. So we're back into Warriors ground. So um, after the Bucks loss, it was a back-to-back against the Bulls. So the Bulls coming off a beating of their own. They lost by like 30 against the Nets. The Warriors came into United Center just straight up out the gate, guns blazing. Like everything was working. Everything was clicking for them. Obviously, there was no clay. So JP and Wiggins kind of felt more comfortable assuming the roles that they had before clay came back. So overall big statement game for the Warriors, do you think, or is it just a great bounce back win? Uh, I don't think it's a statement game. I mean, if you realistically look at it, Zach Levine was out after the first three minutes, he left the game. So I put the bulls in unfair at a disadvantage. Um, but there's no dream on or clay for the Warriors. So, I mean, you can make the true. argument for the Warriors. Well, yes, I, I, yeah, I completely understand that. But when you have clay Thompson, who's not in a rhythm yet, I see that as uh, having no clay Thompson, but that's just, that's just my opinion, man. But I think Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole still, they look a lot better on the floor when clay Thompson's not playing. Um, that does not mean that I don't want clay Thompson to play. I just want, Everyone to – it'll happen, but I, wa- I would like to see Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins all play at their highest capabilities together so the Warriors can be dominant. That yeah, it's going to take <laughs> – yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a rough patch because remember when the KD Warriors happened, um, if plus, any of you guys recalled. Plus 38 for Jordan Poole in the night. Man was on. Man was on another one. Twenty-two points, eight for nineteen, five for nine from three. Um, Jordan Poole, I think he when he starts, he puts up better numbers. I think he's more comfortable starting, but I think 
if he is able to carry this over to the six-man role where he's coming off the bench and putting up a good solid 12 to 15 points, shooting the ball well, that's what we like to see. Continue, sir. Yeah, like I said, it's an it's adjustment period, and this whole, I would say, next couple months is going to be an adjustment adjustment period. We saw with the KD Warriors, right, with how it was adjustment to like see where KD would fit into the offense, where Steph was always deferring to KD, and KD was always like, "Say, hey, Steph, you this is your team to do whatever you do." And it took until after the Christmas game against the Cavs, where everything started to click on MLK Day against the Cavs again. So I think it's just going to take time, uh, but we just got to be patient. I mean, Warriors are, what, 10 and 8 in their last 18 games? I mean, it's not pretty. It's, yeah, it's not too pretty. It's not pretty. It's not pretty, but it's January. I mean, this is kind of like the dog days. Like, how in baseball, like, you got the dog days in, like, what? Got the dog uh, days of summer, June, July, Yeah, August. like that. There's an exception. To, there's an exception to the 2021 Giants team because that team did not let up at all. But that's if you true. Look, if you looked up in the past, the 2014 Giants team, they started off. They were the best team at the All Star break, and then they had the dark days of August and July. Where August they had a horrific month. They lost the division lead to the Dodgers. Then they escape and they become a wild card team. They're 88 and 74, and then Madison Bumgarner becomes superhuman becomes and, god somehow and then they beat the pirates in the wild card game beat the nationals and they beat the cardinals in the nlcs and then the legend of madison Bumgarner they beat the royals in game seven so i mean every single year no matter what sport you follow baseball hockey football um soccer oh sorry european football my bad um, <laughs> but there will always be a stretch where your team will go through some struggles. And that's what the Warriors are currently have been going through for the past couple of weeks with 10 and eight record. Um, and I think it, I also mean, that's still to, not bad. It's not bad. Exa- yeah. It's not bad. I think starting when they started 21 and four, I think they set an expectation that a lot of Warriors fans saw is that, Oh, if they keep this up, they can be as good as the, 2017 Warriors team that went 67 and 15 or the 73 and 19. That's fucking unrealistic expectation because no one's going to be like the 73 and 19. But ever again, I really don't think that record's going to be reached again. That they would keep this uh, pot streak alive and they'll roll through the regular season. But I think with Steph getting older, Draymond getting older, I think it's looked like that they were a little bit burnt out and you could tell with Steph's slump with one of his biggest shooting slumps of his career. I think it maybe had something to do with being burnt out of so much playing time. Energy. Yeah. But I think, I think the positive thing about going 21 and four is that they had, the, they allowed clay to come back in January instead of rushing him back in December, because if this, if this was the regular 2020, 2020, 20, Oh, Jesus. 2019-2020 team. <laughs> yeah, if this was the regular – it was the, this was the team from last year who lost in the playing game to Memphis, didn't make the playoffs, and at this stretch of the year, they – They were, were basically probably, 500. Yeah, they would probably have to have Clay – they would have to rush Clay back to hope, hope that he would make some strides and help improve the team, which as we're seeing right now, he's – still trying to work his way back. He's not full, healthy Clay Thompson yet. He looks good on the four, 
he's a little bit of a ball hog because he wants to get all of his shots up, but we need to keep uh, wait and see. And it'll get better. They're only 31 and 12 people. No need to stress. For the Bulls game, for the Bulls game, Jonathan Kaminga was basically the story of this game. Um, Guy had, yeah, he had 25 points. He, he had, he was a spark off the bench when the Warriors needed it. And I feel like uh, Jonathan Kaminga proved that he's going to take JTA minutes, uh, belly minutes. I feel like that game justified that. Do you agree with that or no? I agree with that. I mean, I think Jonathan Kaminga, he has shown his insane athleticism. We saw that in the summer league where he was dunking all over the place in Vegas. Um, But he's also shown in his defense, he had that one block where in against Chicago where he, I don't know how high he jumped, but that man is like John Morant. It was like John Morant, but that was an insane block. Um, But I think he's shown that when he starts to understand the rotations and starts to understand the offense, he can be a big contributor um, coming off the bench. And I think there, he should be given some more minutes. I think belly he's had such, it seems like that he hasn't been good since the first game of the year when he played against Lakers. Um, and that, but, and that still continued against the T wolves. Yeah. And he's just, he's just struggled. And I think, with the Warriors need for another big man, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to buying him out, releasing him to free up a roster spot to get another big man because he's, she just seems like he's a liability on defense. But we saw in the T-Wolves like against Carl Anthony Towns, they gave up five and ones to Towns. So I'm like, you can't let that happen. Obviously, Draymond Green was obviously missed. Steph was obviously missed. But um, without that size, that's going to be a problem moving forward. Like Embiid, we saw uh, the Warriors get smacked by Giannis. So I mean, what are they? What are they going to do now? Like, I think Belly just got got to go. He's um hasn't been great on the offensive end, and we depend on him being the stretch five. But he hasn't been hitting those threes as of late. Um, he made team probably makes one or two like much needed shots maybe but like it wasn't there hasn't been there for the last couple months so like is it time to move on from belly i think everyone in dub nation probably thinks so and um i think i think think it depends i think it depends if he starts to improve well we can we can have a conversation about it we can it's like it's becoming critical time for him it's a critical time for him it is it is because especially the trade deadline coming up too Exactly. And I think there's no point in having him sit on the bench and get no minutes when you could just buy him out, release him and grab another player and another big man who would suit your needs. Or you can just be heard of the heavens and ask Indiana who wants to blow it up and go get yourself Miles Turner, baby. Like get a Miles Turner coming off the bench. Get out of here. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how much you'll have to give up for Miles Turner, but this is me just being uh unrealistic. But <laughs> that's I mean, probably unrealistic. I just think the Warriors they just need a big man. That's just my opinion. It, it's yeah. just uh I, I don't you saw how Carl Anthony Towns kind of carved up the Warriors tonight, and then we saw obviously Giannis go 
nuclear mode and just abuse Kevon Looney in the paint. Um, Should he use that two-way spawn to big man instead of Chris Chioza? I'm sorry, Chris Chioza, but we have too many other guards that are probably better than you. Not probably, but they are better than you. I'm sorry. That's uh, not a dig at you. Yeah, I respect you. Yeah, you. you don't need to. But um, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just all about. Um, it's just, it is, it is how it is. I mean, I think that two way should be used on a big and um, got to use that spot. So just Bob. Um, Bob yeah. Bob, Bob just wanted to use Chris Joseph's for the two way, man. I like to, <laughs> yeah. So Bob, Bob did it well, baby. But I mean, Draymond with being out for two weeks now, that's a problem. Um, so I mean, is it really a problem? Because we have I, this incoming stretch yes. of like home games. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a current problem, but with a softer ske- uh, schedule upcoming and a seven-game homestand, we have the Pistons, who I've surprisingly I don't know how they haven't gotten better, but that's just my thoughts on it. Um, then you got the Pacers, who I think for some reason they're 15 and 28, which doesn't make any sense to me with the talent that they have on their team. Then you got the Rockets, which are a lottery team. Then you got the Jazz, which I think it'll be a tough matchup, but they proved that they could beat the they beat the Jazz in Utah without Draymond. Yeah, without Draymond. Uh, so they beat them without Draymond. That's that's another W. <laughs> uh, then they play cool. then they play the Mavs at home. Obviously, they played the Mavs and they only they shot terribly from the field. Then they played the T Wolves and then they played the Nets. So realistically, I without the Net Nets without KD, just pointing that out without KD because KD's out. So honestly, if Steph gets back into rhythm, Clay starts to get into rhythm, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. Seriously, I think at best you could win all seven games, but I think realistically, I say five Five and two. two. Five Five and two. I think I think I think the Jazz and the I think the Jazz and the Nets are probably the two losses because now that Kyrie's Mavs could be a toss-up. Mavs yeah. could be a toss-up. Now that, now that Kyrie's playing in away games, that provides another threat for them. Um, but I mean, with them without KD, the Warriors did beat the Nets in Brooklyn with KD. So I mean, I don't know. I'd say yeah, but Steph was shooting probably. great. Um. Then you also have GP2, who's nursing an injury. And then Steph obviously hurt his hand in Chicago, so he didn't play in Minnesota. And so. they gave me some PTSD with how he broke his hand against Phoenix in 2019. Yeah, that was... Or no, 20, yeah, 2019. Aaron Baines landed on Steph's hand. SMH, man. SMH. Uh, speaking of Draymond, do you like the approach of... The Warriors being cautious, like, hey, just take two yes. weeks off. Yes. Um, the, yes. This team, this team has proved to me that they are NBA Finals contenders and that they can win it all. I'd rather him get rest in January than him try to play through this injury and hurt it, and it, he could be out for a longer period of time, and that could go into April, May playoffs range. I'd rather him get all healthy now than to do that, than to play through it and possibly hurt it even more. That's just my thing about it. And if Steph, if his hand injury is... It's minor. That's what I've been hearing. 
Oh, not here. Somehow, I don't have any sources hearing on Twitter. If his hand injury is like, if it's up in the air, don't know what's wrong with it. Rest him, man. I, I, I don't. This team has proven to me that with how they started and how they've beaten and how they have a over 500 record against top five teams in the NBA, I want the stars to be healthy. And I want Steph. Draymond, Clay, all together on the court to be healthy because the basketball gods for some reason don't want don't want that to happen because that hasn't happened since Clay's returned and it's been now a week so and it won't be it'll be now until most likely into February where we won't get to see that so screw the basketball gods man shit but I mean the whole Draymond situation this opens the door with for Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga, baby. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Jonathan. Kaminga. I feel like Next. it's going to open the door to him becoming like a key part of being part of the rotation. I think the next couple of weeks is going to be big to see where Kaminga fits. And I seriously think he can play a Draymond type role. He can play the 4 cuz I think he can He has seriously... the strength. He has the strength. Yeah. yeah, so I think he can his versatility can allow him to play different the 3 4 on the floor. Um, but I think a possible lineup that you would put without Draymond for this next couple stretches probably got Steph Clay Wiggins. Honestly, I did like the Steph Clay Wiggins GP2 and Loon lineup. No lie. I liked that Steve Kerr lineup, but I also wouldn't mind Steph Clay Wiggins, Kaminga, and Looney. Yeah. Um, honestly, it depends on matchup offense. You want uh, Porter. Just, Porter's I, been playing great. I do like I do like Otto in the four spot. I I actually changed my mind. Man, this team's so deep. I forget I forget guys' names, but I get Otto well, I mean, in the four. I just I there's a part of me who wants Jordan Poole at number two, but I don't want Clay starting that the three. That's just my opinion. Yeah, uh, that that was the thing though. You can't really have Clay at the three right now because it puts a lot of stress on Clay being the main defender, and I don't think the Warriors want to do that. So um, yeah, exactly. I know you said how like the Warriors team is deep, but like uh, that's coming into question now because of Bailey exactly. Lee and JTA. Exactly. So exactly. so it's it's I a double edged sword. It's it's a it's a double edged sword. So I mean, I would still say that they are deep with the fact that they have guys like Otto Porter, Jordan Poole, GP2. When James Wiseman comes back, you can add James Wiseman to the second unit. Um, Yeah, they're not as deep as they were in the beginning of the year when everyone was making contributions, but I think think Belly's starting to become unplayable with being a liability on defense. Damian Lee gets paid to shoot the ball, to make he shots. He can't make it. And he is having troubles making the shot. Um, and JTA, he had such a good year. Uh, he has such had a, he, has had such a good stretch to end the year last year. He was dominant. He, he fell great. off since that Cleveland game at Cleveland. Yeah, and he's just – when he's out there, it's just nonstop boneheaded turnovers. It's just, and he's just, he, he's, he's just not very good offensively. Like it, it's kind of tough to watch. Um, Cause I like JTA. I thought he was, uh, he was a big fan favorite last year. Um, 
but I think those three guys are probably a little bit on the brink of being out of the rotation. And I think I'd like Jonathan Kaminga to take a lot of their minutes because I think Kaminga has shown that his athleticism, his versatility, mix and match, get the ball in the hoop, play seller defense. He's got it all. And like I said, when you have Jonathan Kaminga looking in the mirror, he can see Giannis because Jonathan Kaminga is going to be the next Giannis. On okay. Wednesday. All right. But the whole comparison stuff, we saw with the whole comparison on Twitter, how people were comparing James Wiseman to, uh, to Giannis. So I feel like we should pump the brakes on that. Hey, I, 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 James Wiseman wasn't Giannis. I was comparing James Wiseman to Akeem Olajuwon, baby. But that, still, there were comparisons. There were comparisons. And we got to calm down with these comparisons or else we're going to set think, a I high think, expectation for ourselves. I think James Wiseman, he had some very good uh, stints last year. I think he'll be a very good serviceable, serviceable big for the Warriors. I think he'll be better than Kevon Looney. Just what he needs to show me is that he can stay healthy. That's all I need to see once he comes back. And that he's not because there were some points last year where it looked like he was a little bit of a he looked lost on defense. He looked like he was a little bit of a liability on defense. And I think the complex offense that Steve Kerr runs and it showed that him being a 19, 20 year old that he didn't really grasp the concept and the understanding of it. Um, But I hope James gets back out there because that'll be another reinforcement for the Warriors. And that's yeah, not especially and the that's, whole big man. That's, that's not me being some Fitz Lake of propaganda that he'll help the Warriors, man. But I'm just saying, I just want the kid to get back out there. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah. I know, I know Warriors Twitter. If some people think that James Wiseman will not help the team, they got a point. There were some points last year where James Wiseman made the team worse, but that's the 2019 2020 Warriors when Nico Mannion was the backup point guard. And he was getting more minutes than Jordan Poole and JTA. Steve Kerr, man. Look at him. Steve grows. Steve Kerr 2.0 is here. Steve 2.0. Starting, he's starting the athletic guys now. And the guys with the Finally. IQ. Finally. We've been All clamoring right. for this for years. No, not exactly. for years, but for the year, for the last year. All right. Here we go. Final seven-game homestand predictions. This is Piston. This is W. Uh, W. All right, Pacers. W. All right, so that's two and zero. I got two and zero as well. Rockets. Uh, W. Three and zero. All right. Uh, Jazz. Toss up. I would say they lose that one. Three and one. All right, I got that same. Uh, Mavs. I say. I think they lose that one too. I think they lose that. Three two. T Wolves. They we should win that. For me, four and two for you. Nets. Um, I think they can win this one. All right. So you got five and two. I got six yeah. and one. All right. Bet six and one and five and two. All right. Six Four. and one. Whoa. <laughs> I, I seriously think that they only lose to the Jazz. I think, I think a, uh, Steph will cook up Kyrie and Harden. That's just my opinion on this. Also, this home game is probably this home is home is pretty like home series is much needed too. Yeah, it seems like they haven't had a homestand since they had that eight-game homestand to start the year, honestly. Been a lot of road trips, but 
That'll conclude episode number 69, LOL, 69. Oh, stop uh, it. <laughs> um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Catching Those Pod. I, I apologize for the Instagram story mistake because I said that the Warriors lost to the Tim- Grizzlies when they actually lost to the Timberwolves. Um, I, I think they I did had, lose to the Grizzlies, though. Yeah, I think I still had PTSD from the playing game, and uh, that was an awful night. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Um, episode sixty nine is in the books. Let's let's keep it rolling, everyone. Everyone, stay on your grind. Twenty twenty two. Let's keep it moving. Yes, sir.